0: Football, baby!
1: Welcome in! It is another Thursday night episode of the Losing Sucks Fantasy Football Podcast. And it is I, your host, Dustin Blanton, along with Travis Masterson, the dynamic duo is back again. We just finished up the Thursday night game, Travis, and it looked a little ugly to start off. It it was not the slobber knocker, you know, 60-point game that we always want and hope and dream for, but it was still entertaining. There was a, plenty of drama and up until the end. You know, Patrick Mahomes doing his thing, sidearm throws, but of course plays were made good teams do what good teams do and the chiefs coming out on top what what are your first reactions fantasy wise you know watching that game impacts you think you know what questions do you have let's get into all that we've got our big picks today we've got uh, a couple other things we're looking forward to in week two now of the 2022 NFL season hit me with that Thursday Night football reaction right now Travis what are you thinking
0: the first reaction from the Chiefs side is, I expected to see this type of figuring out our new weapons last week, and mm-hmm. that was not the case. They obviously went for five touchdowns in three and a half quarters, and right. everybody thought they already figured it out. But obviously, the Chargers defense is either very for real, the Cardinals defense mm-hmm. really sucks, or the Chiefs are just going to you know, have those monstrous games followed by pedestrian games. Um, Patrick Mahomes with just about, uh, what do you have, 230, around 230 with two scores. Um, mm-hmm. Mike Williams is the one guy that looked great start to finish. Eckler was really slow to get started, finished okay with a lot of, of garbage time catches Juju right. where is Juju Smith Schuster? Is he a <laughs> no buy low idea. or are you worried about him having an, <laughs> an actual consistent role in this offense?
1: I'm I'm concerned, not necessarily because of talent, but because of, like you said, because of the role, because of what, this offense wants to do. do. They want to spread it around. We saw plenty of what seemed like useless targets to MBS, you know, and they're not even those deep valuable targets to where you're like, Oh wow. Okay. Well, if MBS hits one of those, it's game over. You know, Juju's getting his intermediate slot stuff and he's getting stuff, you know, on screens. You're, you're seeing, you know, Clyde getting a lot of stuff close to the line of scrimmage. Kelsey's involved, but not exactly the focal point. Like granted it's early, but, this could be just what we're we're gonna have to expect from the Chiefs' offense, where they win games, score points, control control the tempo, and they're not this huge juggernaut that they have been. You know, they'll beat up on terrible defenses like Arizona has, and then you know other games like this where they're facing quality opponents, they just do enough to win.
0: Yeah, I it it sucks when you see Kelsey go for his. 51 yards after what we've come to expect from him is kind of 75 in a score so when he just gives you 50 it's it feels like you're you're fighting uphill already going into the week so right as somebody who has a lot of travis kelsey across the board i'm a little disappointed tonight i know patrick mahomes owners are probably even more disappointed tonight yeah for sure. but that's just it happens uh last year the the chiefs did that for like the first six weeks and they ended up riding the ship. So, um, we'd love to hear y'all's reactions. Anybody who is in here at the moment or is going to sign on, if you have any initial reactions to the Thursday night game, let us know. We've got some good content to cover tonight. We've got big picks. I know Dustin already mentioned, um, guys that we think are going to smash their projections, some stuff that we are watching closely um, but yeah, that's all I've got on the Thursday night reaction. Well, I've got a couple. I've got a couple things. I mean, we we saw we saw we saw Mike Williams. Oh yeah, he yeah was on we got fire. Mike.
1: I want to I want to talk about Mike Williams. I want to talk about Clyde. Clyde, Clyde is back, good. baby. Clyde's yeah. back, baby. You see him hold on to that ball at the end of that game. He was not that letting was that great. go. Run yeah. for twenty five yards, and you know what? He's that. That's the guy. You, that's why you took him over Jonathan Taylor in fantasy. That's why <laughs> those yes. runs right there. That's the, the overall fantasy RB1.
0: No doubt.
1: No doubt. Like I said, Mike Williams came to play. Um, but we got some other stuff, other games coming on this week, Travis, in the second week of the NFL season. You know, I've got, I know I've got stuff that I'm wanting to, to pay attention to. Um, namingly, or, yeah, by name, I guess. Well, however you word that. The thing I'm paying attention to this week, Travis – is this Ravens offense? Okay. Okay. Heading into another week, they face a well, a team that should give up more of a fight than the Miami Dolphins did in week one. Uh I'm looking for a couple things in particular. I'm looking for Rashad Bateman to be involved more, hopefully get more than the five targets, two receptions that he he had. He did have a couple of you know, big touchdowns or one touchdown. I'm sorry, but big bailout bailout touchdown, if you will. Yeah. That's, that's a good, that's a good way to put it. Um, and then you've got, uh, JK Dobbins, you know, potentially making his debut and that's going to be huge. That's, you know, if, if he can come back and actually be a viable option, look, you know, even 75% of his former self while he works his, his self back into shape, I think that would be, a huge vote of confidence for the people who manage him and, you know, on their rosters and, and have him rostered uh, across their leagues. I, you know, I, you, that's what you look for with your, yeah. your, you know, top three dra- uh, round draft picks. So that's going to be the first thing that I look for. Um, what about you? What, what's, uh, what's, what's one thing that you're going to be looking for as well?
0: Uh, The first thing I'm looking for is, are we going to be able to rely on Antonio Gibson to be a 20-touch guy? Uh, What we saw week one was, yes, this is the Antonio Gibson that you drafted mid-summer before the NFL draft. And it was a very welcome sight to those of us who have a lot of Antonio Gibson. I think... I don't think it was just because they were playing Jacksonville. I think Antonio Gibson is going to be a huge part of this offense, especially with Robinson out. We've said it last week. I think he stays hot. He continues to roll. But I want to see not just you know 12 to 14 touches and maybe he breaks a long one. I want a 20-touch mark. That's the benchmark that I think Antonio Gibson needs to try to hit, or, or we want Antonio Gibson to hit sure. while Robinson is out. So that's the first thing I'll be looking for. Another one is DJ Moore. Do the Panthers start to kind of manufacture touches to him? How long does that take for he and Baker to develop that chemistry? Yeah, um, I saw a for quote sure. today that the coaching staff wanted to get Christian McCaffrey more involved. Obviously, you always <laughs> want Christian McCaffrey more involved.
1: Yeah. Hey guys, let's get our best player more involved in the offense. I feel like that's that's not that that's not a mystery. You know, that's not something that should be a lot of thought put into it. Yeah, I, uh, I understand. You know, wanting DJ Moore to get the ball, uh, especially you know in in that matchup. Who do they have this week? I think the the Panthers. Do they have the Giants this week? Yeah, yeah. They they face the Giants. Um, similar situation to you know the other guy that I'm looking to to see have a good game in week two in Allen Robinson for the Rams. You know, yeah. they've got a pretty good matchup. Same thing with DJ Moore. DJ Moore goes against the Giants, who you know last week were thirtieth in coverage so that's that's definitely something to you know hopefully keep your fingers crossed and a, a little bit of a a boost for dj moore's production but alan robinson we need something from him man we yes. need, you know, we, we touted him all off season you more so than me but still i yeah. came on you know towards the you know closer to the season and then the the you know central goose egg that he put up in week one now he faces atlanta and you know you've got rumors that sean McVay is going to be you know looking to specifically get Allen robinson involved in the offense that's what you want to hear as an Al- Allen robinson manager but you need to see it especially against a struggling atlanta falcons defense
0: yep um let's see there was a third oh yeah the cowboys uh will they be, be unusable across the board that is the fear in every fantasy owner's mind right now that has any shares of Ceedee lamb dalton yeah. schultz specifically zeke and tony pollard even more so because defenses are not going to respect this pass uh this passing attack is what people are thinking um i tweeted earlier in the week we talked about it last show i think cooper rush is better than what people think he just Mm -hmm. hasn't we haven't seen it yet but right um can he at least laser focus enough on just two guys in Ceedee lamb and dalton schultz to where you're okay playing them every week when you look at the name Ceedee lamb and Mm -hmm. he does not give you the automatic starter vibes, that is very worrisome for his price. So can he hang on until Dak comes back? I think so. I think you kind of have to leave him in there and see if he burns you this week and gives you a 2 or a 3. Kind of like Metcalf. Like if DK comes out and he's giving you a 2 or 3 again, it's going to get real dicey with some of these big-name receivers. I hope CD's not one of those guys. Right.
1: Yeah, you know, I saw a stat that was put uh, online that C.D. Lamb has had only one 100-yard game in the last year. It was Week Eight of 2021 against the Minnesota Vikings, and his quarterback for that game was Cooper Rush. So, okay. it's it's definitely possible. We've we've seen it before, but yes. I understand what you're saying. This is these Cowboys are not the same as them Cowboys, so definitely worrisome. And unsettling heading into this game, you're gonna need to see it to believe it.
0: Same thing with you have no idea what to expect, which is right that's a terrible feeling in your gut going into Sunday with somebody like that.
1: Yeah, I feel the same way about Brees Hall, man. You know, he's someone that I really believe has that talent, has that skill, has the ability to take over his position on his own team, much like CeeDee Lamb we need the opportunity though we need the stars to align we need michael carter not to have you know as much of a workload as he has and i'm hoping that's not the the theme the the whole offense and what they're they're trying to do because i feel like he is more deserving of, of a role bigger than that
0: you've doubted them all off season I, again yeah. we say this i feel like we say this every show it's not his fault that he's on the right. Jets and that Michael Carter is not a terrible player. It's just a situation that it may take a little longer to develop. Uh, do yeah. you have Brees Hall in over a guy like Daryl Henderson or Cordero Patterson?
1: Uh, oh, I have him over Cordero Patterson. Yeah, okay. I I don't. It depends on the matchup. Like this week, no, I don't have Brees Hall over. Over yeah, that, Henderson.
0: that's what I mean. Is, yeah. is it just matchup based, or is he is he gonna have to show a lot more to consistently be ranked inside your top twenty? To
1: be anything more than a flex, and on all honesty, he's probably just a mid tier flex at this point because you need like at least to give you confidence. Like I, it's nothing to like. I believe in his talent a hundred percent. I I believe it, he is a, a do it all back, and you know what the the stats show. Like you know, last week he among rookie running backs, he, heck, uh he had the most targets, receptions, and the most yards. So it, it's not for a lack of, of ability. You know, it's yeah. it's opportunity, it's the offense, it's the game script. And the fact that like you said, Michael Carter's just not a terrible player. I don't think he's the same level of talent. But that's not to it's say that the good team <laughs> Yeah, the team does believes in him and he kind of goes along with their line of thinking and sometimes in the NFL that's all that takes. Yeah. is a, a guy that the coaching staff has confidence in and believes in. So, it's just going to take some time for him to make some plays and I think he will. But until then, uh make sure he you know don't trade him uh, away. You know, if you're going to p- target someone in a trade, I think this may be another week that keeps that trade window open unless he goes and flashes that talent you you know kind of plays your own risk essentially. You know, right. with a talent like that, I think he can pop off and, and close any window of, of trade value that is out there right now.
0: I want to hear your quick take to a trade that I made this morning. It's a standard home league, and I was deeper at receiver. I still am pretty deep at receiver, but much sure. deeper at receiver than running back. And Brees okay. Hall is somebody that I am not comfortable starting yet, especially after starting 0 1 in the home league. So. Mm-hmm moving Michael Tom what Michael Thomas was doing was clogging up my flex because it's it's guys like DJ Moore, Jamar Chase, Hollywood Brown, Michael Thomas, Alan Lazard, Mooney, it's a lot of receivers. I, I have to bench 3 of the two or 3 of those guys every yeah. week. So I might as well move one. Michael Thomas coming off two touchdowns returned me Travis Etienne mm-hmm. who I feel like is a plug and play every week comfortable starter i think sure he was a touchdown away from being absolutely blown up on on social media this week of this is the guy sure. you drafted he, it, yeah. that's all it there was there were a couple a times touchdown. he made
1: drops um for sure yeah he he made some some ugly drops and he was overthrown a couple times missed some opportunities uh not to get into everything i've covered last episode about you know how dynamic Travis Etienne is but i would i would say i think the Michael Thomas narrative is yet to grow into its full form. I feel like, I, I feel like seeing him do what he did, yeah. and the confidence that James Winston has. I feel like you might have sold a little short, okay. but Travis. This ETN, is coming
0: from somebody who loved ETN. One I love ETN. I
1: love ETN. But the guys on your roster, like this, is just personal preference. Like I would have taken Michael Thomas, and. Turned him into a bigger name wide receiver, or a, you know someone who's guaranteed volume. I love Travis Etienne, but we've already talked about Travis Etienne. Also has a James Robinson problem. I believe yes. in the etn as well. He'd much like Brees Hall. The opportunity it just happens to be that he is splitting with another talented back who the coaching staff also believes in. It, it's nothing against Etienne. It's yeah. just you have Michael Thomas, who is a number one wide receiver who you could have maybe even turn them you know him and Mooney or him and DJ Moore. Maybe you trade both those guys and go get like a Devonte Adams or something
0: like that, you know, but like, so you're thinking you're saying should have thought even bigger.
1: Should have thought even bigger. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Name value was there. It's um, tough to
0: trade with people one weekend. It is. Really, it's it really, is. And it's tough to acquire an absolute superstar. It is one weekend. So especially if like, that team needed,
1: won with that superstar, it's almost impossible. Yeah. Yeah, you you have to like like I said, DJ Moore and like a Michael Thomas. Even then, like I would have, yeah, probably had to really pile it on. But I, you know what? It's not a terrible trade. I think you can still make some make some some money off of that. Let's uh, let's talk some big picks though, Travis. Wait, check this in is... on these comments
0: real quick. Let, okay, all right, let's, stay all right, up let's to talk date here.
1: All right, we'll we'll hold off on the big picks. Move into the comments.
0: What do we got? Uh, we've got. Jacob and Fabian Vasquez a little, we, the double Fabian here on a live show on a Thursday night big night for okay. Big Mike is absolutely right Jacob I believe was the first one to call it that I saw on Twitter subconsciously right. I think uh, about seven hours six hours later I was thinking who's going off this week and it was like Mike Williams and then I saw Jacob's tweet again and I'm like maybe that's where I got that from uh, Jacob Jacob is a part of losing sucks always puts out incredible content and is always on the ball. That's right. Um Fabian Vasquez, Juju sold me. This is absolutely correct. Juju is selling yeah. everybody right now. Dustin, is he a buy low? Jacob Fabian, is he a buy low for you?
1: Oh man, uh, for me a buy low? Yeah. I mean, I guess I I, you know, I don't I don't believe in him being the the number the guy on that offense. I just it's it's early, you know, this, maybe this offense has much more to show, but we saw a five touchdown game in which he had a killer first half and then wasn't seen again. So it all, I guess it'll depend on, on the schedule. You know, that's, that's really just kind of where we're at with them. I mean, their their schedule coming up. They've got the, the Colts, the, the Buccaneers, the Raiders, the bills, not exactly super easy, you know against against for wide receivers i mean second half of the season they you know it lightens up a little bit but uh for right now yeah i guess you could you could buy low maybe he he pops off one of those games i don't think he'd cost much but sure I, i i would say yes he's a buy low candidate in a ppr league absolutely
0: who is somebody that you would be willing to give up for juju
1: oh boy um like That's, if somebody
0: came if came, if somebody came to you and said Alan Lazard for Juju, would you take it? Adam Thielen. Yeah,
1: yeah, I would take that. Um, I would take. Yeah, I would. I would, I would trade Adam Thielen for him.
0: Um, okay, so he's still sure. he's still in well inside your top twenty five. It's just off to a slow start.
1: Yeah, he's a low end wide receiver too right now. Okay. Um, for sure. Fair for enough. Sure. Yeah. yeah All right, I'm ready for big uh, picks. You yeah, let's roll. Let's. Let's roll into our big picks of week two. Travis, like, like we talked about earlier this week, we did not do such a great job of, of big no, we picks did not. last week. Now to refresh your memory, our big picks are the players for week two that have to outperform their projection by five points. And my quarterback for this week is none other than the prodigal son who has a little bit of tarnish on him right now, Trey Lance. He is getting a mulligan for me, and he is facing Seattle in San Francisco. There's a All couple right. things that I want to bring up because they're relevant for this matchup. One, Seattle has a Swiss cheese secondary now without Jamal Adams, kind of opens it up even more. You know, Jamal Adams, you know, losing out on the season for a torn quad. And, you know, Russ was able to, granted, I'm not trying to compare Trey Lance's passing ability to Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson was able to throw for 340 yards. The only thing that I'm a little bit worried about in this matchup is that it is it is um, predicting to uh, rain, 90% Again. chance of rain <laughs> in San Francisco on Sunday. It is an afternoon game, so maybe the rain subsides, but I don't trust it. It doesn't make quarterbacks especially ones who have trouble with accuracy even more accurate so i am willing to bet that it's not another monsoon as we saw in chicago so i think trey lance is able to you know control the game a little bit more with his legs he ran 13 times last game which you know maybe this is where we see a little bit more of that rushing floor but i its projection i think that this is a matchup he's going to be able to outperform that projection so trey lance my quarterback big pick of week two
0: if jimmy gets this job back oh stop it into the season is rain the reason that jimmy g is starting again
1: why are we if it, having if this it conversation pours,
0: if it pours week two are you blaming the rain for trey lance not keeping his job if he sucks with it this week and they lose one of the next two and they start one and three they pull All the right. plug they're not gonna pull the plug. They're not gonna pull the plug. It's, it's all not right, gonna all happen. Right. The only way
1: the only way Jimmy's seeing the field is if it's on another team. I don't I do not Ooh, think I they disagree. pull the plug. I disagree. I, do, I think I he's 100%. got the same leash
0: that Tua's gonna have. No, not at all. All right, I'm going with Derek Carr. We just saw Patrick Mahomes give the Cardinals. 30 completions for 30, on 39 passes, 365 yards, and five scores, as everybody knows, in less than four quarters. We saw the Fresno State connection, and it looked to be very real between Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. The new shiny toy will do some damage in this one. Um, I feel like Derek Carr is going to wake up on Sunday with 300 yards and three touchdowns. I projected Derek Carr all off season to hit the 5000 yard mark and throw for 36 or more touchdowns. These are the games that help to give you a little bit of a boost, a little bit of a buffer for some down weeks. Yep. Um I didn't realize last week he threw for 295. He's right on pace for 5000 right now. Sure. I think he leaves this game um having 700 yards through 2 weeks. So, whoa. That would Deep. give him four hundred and five yards this weekend. I think in a wow. shootout with Kyler Murray, um, you in the shootouts. <laughs> I, these I, these are bad defenses right now. There's yeah, not a worse I... defense to, at least through week one. I know it's a small sample size, but the Cardinals just got absolutely torched. You don't just absolutely. fix that in a week. So, but the
1: Raiders aren't aren't as bad as as Arizona.
0: The other narrative that I saw this afternoon was Devonte Adams' family and grandparents or grandma' first game mm-hmm. that they have seen him play in a long time in person, which is part right. of the reason why he came to Vegas. He's got okay. everybody in town for this game. He's going. So we're using to the grandparents' go, narrative. Yes, he <laughs> the grandparents' okay. narrative. Um, he said, "Actually, I put them in it. Put them up at the MGM. I'm sure their room is great. He's going to go bonkers for them." with the family in attendance, Derek Carr is going to read the
1: rewards. Do you think that if Derek Carr doesn't throw for 300 yards, that we're going to see Jarrett Stidham start by week (laughs) five? Do you think when Jarrett Stidham takes Derek Carr's job? (laughs)
0: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Derek Carr is a former MVP finalist in this league. He is the reason that Devontae Adams came to Vegas. Derek, Do you think Derek Carr is going under 300? It's no definitely chance. Possible. It's no definitely chance. possible. No chance. No chance? I guess chance? Mahomes just did it tonight. Okay,
1: well, then let's talk about my big pick of the week then in running back Josh Jacobs for the Las Vegas Oh, I see Raiders. the
0: hesitancy about Carr because he's going to run all over people. Okay. Absolutely. Josh Jacobs is my
1: big pick of the week. I think, of course, yes, the secondary is very, very bad for the... Arizona Cardinals. They also don't have much in the way of run defense as well. That whole defense is very not good. And I think that the, what the MO of a Josh McDaniels offense is, is to run the ball and to get it to your number one wide receiver. And whereas I do think they're going to get it to the receiving weapons, I think a lot of the touchdown scoring will be done on the ground and that's just the way i see it i see josh jacobs you know went last week you know against the chargers who are pretty stout against the run you know this season they've 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 actually not been too bad he went for 10 for 57 and he you know he had a catch for 16 yards so he's involved you know i i think that josh jacobs is going to outperform his projection which is what these big picks are you know he might not necessarily be you know you know a top five running back option this week but i pick him in this kind of a game where they can use him in all facets of the game to beat his projection. So Josh Jacobs in this hopeful shootout on the ground, Josh Jacobs is my pick. All
0: right. I I don't mind it. I think everybody eats on that offense except Hunter Renfro sure. because I think he's going to get phased out pretty quick. Um, oh. I will go receiver here and it will be a Monra St. Brown. Amon Ra coming off of a 12 target outing in week one, picking up right where he left off. Jared Goff's favorite target. He is his new Cooper cup. I saw that, that narrative a few times in the off season and rolled my eyes. What we saw week one is that is a very accurate assessment. He locks on. Everyone knows how hot Amon Ra was. Um, So, you know, I, I have to say, I doubted it coming into year two. I thought this was an anomaly of the back half of the season. TJ Hawkinson was hurt. Swift was hurt. That is not why Amon Ross St. Brown is good. He is a very good player. Washington just gave up 383 yards of offense to Jacksonville in week one. I feel like Detroit, as a whole, their offense is better than Jacksonville at this point. Would you agree? Or mm-hmm. are you saying Jacksonville is better?
1: Um. Yeah, no, I would, I would say that that Detroit is probably a better offense at this point. It's probably close to be honest with you. It's probably pretty close.
0: I feel like they're a little bit more, a little bit more like a well-oiled machine, just another year together. It's not like they're, they're not in the figure out stage. They, they know who they are. They know what they want to do. Sure. I mean, we need to see more consistency, but yeah, I, I hear what you're saying for sure. Um, finally, third reason Christian Kirk, uh, just gave Washington 117 yards on 12 targets. Amonra mm-hmm. St. Brown is going to feast 49 point over under is going to allow for a lot of offense in this one. Swift. Yeah. Um, Hawkinson, Amonra St. Brown. I'm starting all of my lions. All of them. All of them. All my lions. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Cause wow. I have so
0: many lions. I was going to say, how many do you have <laughs>
1: <laughs> starting DJ shark? I actually have zero I'm, shares of with the backup Saint-Brown, tight end. I've, I've still got some love for Craig Reynolds <laughs> last year. He's in my starting lineup. I'm just putting them all in. Start all your lions. The, my... for, uh, maybe the only time you hear that this year. <laughs> Start all your Lions. Yeah. Oh, my big pick of the week at wide receiver this week, Travis, is none other than the Hall of, Fame t- Hall of Famer to be, and that is Julio Jones of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This week, he gets a juicy, juicy matchup against New Orleans. Now, New Orleans is supposed to have a stout defense, but we saw what Drake London did to them going I believe it was five or seven for 74. Yeah. Look, Julio Jones is not the number one option. Mike Evans is. And so Mike Evans should be drawing the number one coverage for whatever reason. It would make sense then for Julio Jones to get the number two coverage in that offense being with Russell Gage, still a little bit banged up and you've got Chris Godwin out for this, this week. I think Julio Jones is going to eat this team alive and it's a team that he knows well in the in the Saints, you know, having played them for years being in the NFC South. Yeah. So I think especially last year or last week, we saw Julio go, you know, five targets, three receptions for sixty nine yards, and that was, of course, missing a huge, you know, uh a you know, couple plays that, that Tom Brady was going for him. Barely. It, he's he is a favorite target. We see this all the time where Tom Brady trusts a guy. He knows he's gonna get open and so he will target him. I think Julio is going to see, you know, around that seven, eight target mark, but he's going to hit these big plays. You know, he can score. He didn't score in the, in in the previous game. And for me, that's the difference between him hitting and beating his projection this week, which is what we're trying to do here. Julio Jones in new Orleans is a smash play for me this week.
0: I like it. I think 80 to 90 yards feels safe. It's definitely within
1: it, the the realm, absolutely. Which is
0: wild to say after the off season of Julio Jones, but hey, you no watched joke. him, and the eye test says he's still got it. So right, and there's a need for it. The team needs it, which is more important than anything. It's not like he's fighting with Godwin and Gage and Evans and it's Gronk. It, they need him. So eighty and eighty ninety sure. yards, I think. Yeah, like you said, the touchdown is going to be the deciding factor there. Yeah, um, I'm going to go running back, and it is Aaron Jones. Green Bay Packers, Sunday night at home, an angry Green Bay Packers team after losing to the Vikings. Whoever is playing the Packers this Sunday on defense is going to have a rough, long night. They're going to get a lot of Aaron Jones, a lot of Dylan, and a lot of Aaron Rodgers. It's too early to say get right game, but we know the history of Rodgers and the Bears back in Lambeau to let everybody know we're fine and this offense is going to be fine without Devontae Adams. I think their goal, I think they are going to be very motivated to put up 30 plus points. Aaron Jones, I, I, I feel like Aaron Jones is going to have 120 yards in a score. Oh goodness.
1: That is, we, we've seen it from him it.
0: so many times for sure.
1: For sure. I just, for whatever reason, I just don't, I don't know that it just it all feels different, you know. Aaron Rodgers only saw what like eight targets, you know, eight touches last week.
0: And, Aaron Jones,
1: or yeah, what did I say? Yeah, yeah, Rodgers. Yeah, he. Yeah, Aaron game, Jones
0: I, I feel like that game was was fluky from the start. When when Watson dropped that long touchdown, everything changed, and then all of a sudden you're burned by Jetta, and you're you're coming from behind. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I I see what you're saying. Everything does look different, but that's what I'm saying. I I think. It's not going to look that different once right. Alan Lazard is back out there. They've got some familiar faces. Another game under the belt for Tunyon at right. home Sunday night. I feel like we see vintage Rodgers.
1: Yeah. Hey, you know I I'm not going to say sad, I hope sad so
0: for the Bears.
1: I'll say I'm not going to say I hope so. <laughs> yeah. I have my doubts, but I do think there are weapons that can hurt the Bears this week, which is my why my big pick of the week at tight end is actually none other than the Packers tight end Robert Tunyon. Nice. You know. I, I look at this offense for the Packers much similarly, much much more similar. Very similarly. I, it's, it's very similar. to <laughs> <Dude. laughs> It's late, man, and I can't talk. I, I look at this offense in the same light as the Kansas City offense. You know, We're going to spread it out. We want to get different guys involved, and we're going to trust the guys that we have to make plays. And I think Robert Tunyon, we saw last week, have some run. Make some plays. He's still breaking tackles and looking for ways to get yards after the catch, which is what he does. And since we're looking for Aaron Rodgers to have more trust in some guys, who better than a guy who he's thrown and had success with in Robert Tunyon? We've seen him have success. I think this is a perfect game for him to have a, a touchdown in the red zone, be that safety blanket, and you know maybe, maybe he is a benefactor of – of the, the you know, get-right game. I have my questions. Don't get me wrong. I'm still a Bears homer. But I still think that in the end, I think Green Bay is going to obviously do what Green Bay does with Chicago, and it's going to be whatever they want. Yeah, I, I don't feel like
0: there's – you can't pick a safer ma- uh, opponent for a get-right game. Okay. I will say this. I will
1: say this. I'll give it a caveat. I'll give it a caveat. Everyone I've talked to who knows the Bears and who knows that organization right now has been telling me that this is not like anything we've seen in the last five years. That's the entire exciting. defense is bought in, and that's why we're seeing some outperforming. You know, early in the season, I think this this little asterisk this could be the game. I'm saying that the Bears actually steal from Green Bay. Oh, it's, it would wow. not shock me.
0: Wow. Okay, you you don't think that it happens, but it wouldn't shock you. Out of no, nope, because you're giving it a three.
1: Mm, give it like a four and a half. Okay.
0: 45%. Just one little stat. Pack. One little stat.
1: The number one quarterback in past time to throw last last week,
0: Justin Fields. All right. Uh, I'm not going to say 45%. Don't break my heart. 45% sounds high. Aaron Rodgers at home versus a team that he owns. Not my quote. Yeah. We'll see. I'm going to go with Dalton Schultz as Ooh. my tight end big pick of the week Cooper here's my Rush reasoning support it's, the guy it's yeah it's it's a pretty simple reasoning I'm going narrative of a backup quarterback comes in they're looking to who is right there in front of their face as a safety valve for five to seven yards at a time I think that's what Dalton Schultz was always going to be this year for Dak okay. Is the five to seven yard, the occasional fifteen yard big play. He is yeah. not an elite tight end in my eyes. I have been saying it all off season. People That's are over drafting Dalton Schultz. However, with Cooper Rush coming in, I think he's going to be looking for that safety valve. Dalton Schultz does that really well. The yeah. five yards and out, five yard little button hook. He's going to be there and available. So I think Dalton Schultz is a safe bet for 6 to 8 catches, not targets, but 6 to 8 catches for 50 wow. to 65 yards and hopefully a touchdown. So I think the volume itself when you're when you're talking 8 catches, you're going to beat your projection. So I think volume alone Dalton Schultz barely edges out his what is probably around an 11 point projection. So in sure. half PPR that's Sixty yards and a score. So it really comes down to a touchdown again too, but he, he'll for be the clear number two there. Yeah, it really does. Right. Right. No, I, I can
1: I can see it. I don't I think I love that you're ever the optimist for these guys. And who knows? Maybe maybe they can do it. Maybe Cooper Rush just has that one game magic. You know they I mean
0: they should be coming from behind the whole second half. You would think. Yeah. You would 45% think forty five percent chance. Yeah. Who do they have? Who do they have this week? I, Cincinnati. Since oh jeez right, yeah so they're definitely gonna be trailing they should be trying uh, to
1: they should be trying to play catch up and Dalton Schultz is gonna sure. be there for sure yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be a, a game to watch I I hope you're right man I hope you're right for the sake for the sake of of our big picks <laughs> record I I, I need, <laughs> need you to be right for sure man man that's we there's a lot there's a lot of stuff we're looking forward to in week two man that absolutely I mean. I I think uh I think one thing that I'm I'm really looking forward to is is seeing that that Travis Etienne take over James Robinson. I think I think that's what I'm really really fingers crossed for.
0: What if it yeah. doesn't? Do you think who do you prefer of the two if like let, let's say if I tell you James Robinson is going to have 15 touches a week and Etienne mm-hmm. is going to have 12. Whose touches do you want? Oh, Etienne's. Yeah, so that's that's why I feel like it, yeah. he's not swift. Those were the comparisons in the offseason and the upside of he could be the next swift, he should be the next swift. He's electric. I watched those, those highlights over and over today when making this selection. I mean, before making this trade and moving sure. Michael Thomas. And I thought, it, he's so close to being that. It's not going to take much. Yeah, he he
1: is very close. He is he is very close. It's just the way that they use him lends to
0: big fantasy weeks. So I would say hold out hope for sure. For sure. What about another rookie? Is there a rookie that you're really wanting to see that you didn't see much from or you saw a lot from that you think is that real or is that a fluke? A rookie. That's yeah. I know you
1: love your rookies. Is there somebody? Yeah, that you're like you know, I don't think we're on? gonna see it this week. Um, I I want more from Traylon Burks. Obviously, you know we we didn't see we didn't see that much from him in the Tennessee Titans going into Buffalo. It's just not gonna be pretty. So I don't yep. really expect. Uh, it's what we talked about in the off season. You know, Traylon Burks is going to be a guy who gets off to a slow start, and you can trade for and he'll be the number one option on that team, or at least close to it, you know, later in the season. You know, same thing with Drake London. Drake London, I want more from. This is going to be another buy-low window yeah. after this week when he goes up against Jalen Ramsey, probably, and he struggles. And then you can go and get him, and then he, he's going to be cheap.
0: I like it. I like that call. Yeah. I mean, um, Do we see a return for Adam Thielen? Or is it. Is this the beginning of the end that everybody has been so scared of? No.
1: No, I think he's fine. <laughs> yeah, if you watch the game, he looks fine. He's okay. not like struggling to get open. It's just. The stat line he was was, horrible. He was open, but Jefferson was wide open the entire time. And when that guy gets rolling like that, it's. It's just, I don't know if you, if you read or if you listen to what Kirk Cousins is saying and the interviews that came out about Kirk Cousins and and Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins is the biggest Justin Jefferson fan. And he is the one that told Justin Jefferson, like, Hey, don't just settle for, you know, you know what everyone else is doing, go above and beyond, like, like absolutely destroy the league. And you love to see that, you know, that that's exactly what you want from your quarterback. Um." all right but let you me give what? you let yeah, me give ahead.
0: you two to three minutes here of just straight this guy or that guy if you feel like you want to give a reason why sure you can if you don't just say the name yeah absolutely uh they're all going to be very tough oh great i love it brandon cooks at denver jalen okay. waddle at baltimore i'm going cooks okay i'm i agree with you um Melvin Gordon at home versus Houston. Okay. Brees Hall at home versus Cleveland.
1: Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that is tough. These are all surprised.
0: Dustin has no idea what I'm, I'm asking Yeah, me. I have no I have no idea him. about these at
1: all. I'm gonna I <laughs> I gotta I'm gonna go Melvin. I'm gonna go Melvin because I feel like he's gonna get some scoring opportunity opportunities there. All right. Hunter Renfro, Devonte Smith. Devonte Smith. Definitely. Against, yeah, yeah. At home versus the Vikings. Yeah, for sure. He, he is He's a buy-low candidate for me. If you can get your hands on Devontae Smith after people see that and assume that he's not going to have any productive weeks now, like absolutely pounce all over that. Particularly in Dynasty.
0: Yeah, I just saw some crazy stuff go down for him. Go and, get him. He is an yeah. amazing receiver. The A.J. Brown hype is throwing a huge dark cloud over Devontae Smith that Don't should get me wrong. not be there.
1: AJ Brown deservedly so is going to be a mammoth this year. Yes, but Devonta Smith is not nothing. You know he's going to
0: be a, a you know a wide receiver too, um, for all intents and purposes. All right, Rashad Penny at San Francisco, or okay. Miles Sanders at home versus the Vikings. Miles Sanders.
1: Yeah, uh, Kenneth Walker is expected to play some. Oh, really? And yeah, he's expected to play some. I would try if you can to sell Rashad Penny on what you, on what they saw from from week one. You know that's that's what I would personally be doing because that was. I, a... Like, I
0: thought he looked fine. He had a lot of of yards called back for offensive holding. Yeah, no, he they did. He never got he the did ball did back sure. after seven
1: minutes left in the game. But I think that they're they're going to give their second round rookie more opportunities heading into. The, you know, as he gets you know more up to speed, this may be another week where you know he Rashad Penny looks good, so maybe the the trade
0: window is still open. But I'm I'm looking to sell Rashad Penny soon. All right, last one here, Darnell Mooney Ooh. at Green Bay Sunday night, as we have said, who is coming off of a one catch eight yard game, mm-hmm. or Michael Thomas. Versus Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, who just gave Dallas absolute fits.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go Michael Thomas there. Okay. Uh, I, I think, yeah, I think Michael Thomas is just that good. Five I, catches I for 50 yards. Yeah, on 61% of the snaps, absolutely. Yeah, that's... That's a good once point. They, that's a good once counter. they realized, hey, we need Michael Thomas to get us back in the game, yeah. they did exactly that. So... Michael Thomas is still that dude. I think people are going to regret not taking
0: him when they had the chance. It's taking so. me a lot longer, man. It's taking me a lot longer to come around on Michael Thomas. I don't know if it's if if it's being burned last year. Obviously, that's sure. still going to hurt. Um, Who can blame you? Or my uh, love, my my not secret love of Jarvis Landry. That uh, I think yes. he is the number one target. I mean, uh, I think he leads the team in catches and yards. On the season, if everybody stays healthy, I don't know, man. I I really don't think
1: so. I think it's going to be more and more. Michael Thomas gets open. Jarvis Landry's great, absolutely. He's going to be a wide receiver two on that team. He's not going to be a wide. He'll be end up the
0: season like as a wide receiver three. But if I gave you if if I gave you the stat line mm -hmm. of six catches, one hundred and nineteen yards, and a score. Sure. Do you feel like that's more likely to be Michael Thomas's stat line or Darnell Mooney's? But this week, pretty much any week, six for yeah, that's Michael Thomas. Yeah, one yeah. nineteen. How is Michael Thomas turning six catches into one nineteen? He can barely run. He can. Barely he can run. shake side to side, and he can slant. He can barely. Darnell Mooney run. is gone. For okay, 50. first
1: of all, Michael Thomas didn't run a single slant in that game. Like
0: the dude was running downfield routes, 5 for 50. Oh my god. 6 going... becoming 119 or 109 is a huge difference. He's not running away from anybody. As soon as he catches it he's going down. Oh boy. He just oh needs to catch it in the end zone. I I like Mooney. If I see if I see a stat line of 119 in a score, I'm going to err on the side of that's not Michael Thomas because I don't think that's what he's going to be. Okay. I and mean, hey, that's that's, We're going to watch that, that is, close this weekend. For sure. Michael Thomas, Mooney, Darnell Mooney. And Thomas, because I think Tampa is insanely good on defense. Does I hear Alexander still play for the Green Bay Packers? Does you know he what? Still? He did not – part of the reason why I'm saying this is because I'm surprised. He was not shadowing Justin Jefferson. You don't shadow Justin Jefferson. You just don't do it.
1: <laughs> why? <laughs> because, uh, I mean, not to get – I mean, all right, so if you want to go into the whole scheme of his, because – Jair Alexander plays formation specific, so it he it's not always going to be Justin Jefferson. It's going to be okay. We want to take this guy out of this formation, and then that's that's who they go with. You know, well it didn't Justin, work. J- <laughs> no, it, they play a lot of zone too. Jair, Jair Alexander just like, I mean, he played a couple snaps on Justin Jefferson, and Justin Jefferson made him look silly. They're not the same player. I love Darnell Mooney, but they're not. He's not Justin Jefferson. He's not going to be someone who's going to absolutely break you down with elite route running. He's fast, but Jair Alexander is very good and very technical. He uses He uses angles. If you watch that game, he always looks for that angle. So, you know, not to get so technical into like the football sense of it, but yeah, I think I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna be fine.
0: Darnell Mooney last year against Green Bay. I know Alexander mm-hmm. was hurt. This is not helping my argument. This is actually hurting it, but I am okay to face reality. Sure. Versus Green Bay, five catches, 45 yards, and a score. That's a very Michael yep. Thomas stat line there. Oh, my um, God. One catch on five targets for 19 yards at Green okay. Bay in a loss, 30-45. to 75-point total I remember that game. last year. I remember that game. So um, a lot of scoring in the first half. I want pieces of that game. I really do. I want Lazard. I want Mooney. Mooney versus Michael yeah. Thomas. You heard it here first. We will make some sort of bet. We will post it on Twitter. I oh, think goodness. Mooney. Uh, I think Mooney. Do we want to make this a one week thing or, or something we track for three or four? Um, good I don't question. know the schedules, but shouldn't Michael Thomas be matchup proof? Michael Thomas is very good. I don't. I don't think he's <laughs> going
1: to have a problem with Carlton Davis. Oh, uh, you know what? That's actually a really interesting um, narrative. As we get ready to say goodbye for this show, uh, the last time Michael uh, Thomas played, it was before, or it was after. Uh, uh, or no, yeah, it was before. Uh, Carlton Davis had said that. Uh, Michael Thomas only runs slants and he can't beat him. So this is the first time they'll get to play after he gave him shade, you know, back in the eighties. It feels like we're going to see so So, many slants. We didn't see a single slant. (laughs) That's neither here nor there. Michael Thomas, Darnell Mooney, you heard it here. We're going to be watching that matchup like a Hawk. That's it. But for now, that's been week two, you know, Thursday night football recap, our big picks. Thank you so much for listening. Thank y'all for watching. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LosingSucks. And make sure you check out our new website over at LosingSucksFantasy.com. A lot of fun stuff over there, and it's going to keep growing, so we look forward to seeing you over there as well. As always, y'all, I am Dustin Bland. That's Travis Masterson. Losing sucks. Don't do it.